You are listening to Movies Abroad. Well, welcome to our very special pre-Oscar episode where we'll give uh, each of us will give our Oscar predictions. But before we'll get into it, uh, I know that uh, some of you wanted to catch a bit up and hear what uh, each of us has seen in the theaters during this uh, terrible <laughs> cinema season where nothing worth worthwhile really gets a chance to shine. So uh, have any of you had a chance to see anything interesting? No, I, I saw The Assistant, which I did not like at all. Um, right. That was a terrible movie. It was like a skeleton of a movie. And then I just saw Birds of Prey, which I thought was mediocre. Um, and I guess... That's it. Are are those? Have you seen those two, Adib? I've seen Birds of Prey, yeah. and uh, and again because of uh, you know right. the weird right. way that movies are still delayed in Denmark. <laughs> uh, I saw uh, this week today, Portrait of a Lady on Fire premieres in Denmark. Mm. So it was kind of interesting to have these two very uh, feminist movies premiere the same week. Yeah. And, um, well, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is. It's just opening up here as well, to be fair. Okay, okay. So what did, you, what did you think of that one? Well, I found it uh, very interesting. I mean, of course, the subject matter is a bit foreign to me. I've never had those feelings or <laughs> lived that experience. But I really liked the way they took this concept, which could be very voyeuristic and... Uh, you know, extremely vulgar and turn it into this very intimate story about two people finding each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was uh, nice in that sense that it was very subtle and uh, it had two uh, great performances. Uh, well, maybe, and then, but if I have to be like a, a tough, cynical, apathetic critic, I would say that. I mean, that, that's kind of uh, what the movie has going for it, uh, unless you're into that kind of stuff, you know. Were, the... you, were, would, were, do you think, were you ever bored at any point during the movie? <laughs> be honest. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> to be honest, I was a little bit bored. I mean, I really liked those two. They had uh, some, uh, they had two very, they had two, fa you know, they had two faces that you want to see, that you want to, you want to study every little micro expression, everything they do. But it, uh, <laughs> I have to be honest, I mean, the, the tempo is so slow that mm -hmm. uh, at points I couldn't help but get a little bit bored, even though, uh, yeah, it maybe it should have been better. Yeah, I was bored with that as well. Well, we saw it in a really crazy kind of scenario and crazy kind of congested, cramped scenario and, you know, Maybe I'll check it out again one of these days. But I, I've seen that filmmaker, two of her other movies, and uh, I liked one of them quite a bit. There's a movie called Water Lilies, which stars the same actress. Um, and I can't remember her name. But speaking of, I did see something. I did see something interesting. So I will go ahead and tell you uh, what I've seen. Nothing that's been great, but at least films that, you know, I'm somebody that appreciates something that's daring or at least tries to do something different even if it is kind of weird and misses the mark in some ways. I saw three movies, actually, that I thought were decent. I also saw The Assistant, and, and I understand the point of that movie. Uh, for me, it's hard to 
I understand like what that movie was going for and like the Harvey Weinstein kind of atmosphere. And I think it's admirable in that way, but as a film and as a watcher, uh, it's pretty flimsy. Um, and, and it asks you to infer a lot about the situations, um, and things like that. Um, so, you know, someone in my position of my demographic, it's kind of hard to be like, well, to hell with this movie, you know, blah, blah, blah. But people are going through the stuff in the assistant that um, is going on. But the things I did see that I thought were interesting was a movie, uh, a New Zealand film called Come to Daddy with Elijah Wood. Um, it's pretty twisted, um, has a lot of different, you know, things going for it, but also it's pretty flimsy in terms of its characters. So that movie was at least kind of, I think, worth watching at only 90 minutes. Uh, and then I saw a movie called Horse Girl, which was at Sundance with a woman named Allison Brie. That is also kind of the same way. It just kind of goes for a daring performance and uh, working with like a really strange brand of physicality um, that's going to work for some people and some people are going to hate it. Um, but I, I, I liked it. Uh, and then I saw a movie called Deerskin, a French film uh, with Jean Dujardin from The Artist, which kind of fits a little more into our uh, demographic of our podcast um, that movie deerskin was also at toronto it was like a little over an hour and it's basically about a guy that gets a deerskin jacket and then just starts wanting to make sure that this is the only jacket that's ever going to exist in the world <laughs> and it's him it's him just being a pompous ass the whole movie about his jacket and posing to be a filmmaker and the woman from portrait of a lady on fire uh, who's getting painted i wish i could say her name um but um uh, she's in it as well as like a film editor. Well, that just sounds so like cool. the artist all over again. Well, it's not quite. It <laughs> I'm pompous. kidding. It, it, it's a little over an hour, um, and it's just weird, and it doesn't wear out its welcome. And you know, for you know, we last week we saw something called a film called The Rhythm Section, and it was just really yeah. just painfully dry. Uh, so it was nice to rebound with something that didn't always work, but was still decent. So. I'm just ready for the Oscars to be done so I can move on to other things and not hear about Parasite anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but let's I talk agree. about Parasite. <laughs> yeah. Let, so, yes. uh, so here's what I think we should do. So are any of you predicting anything of the acting races outside of the normal people that have been winning? The Brad Pitt, Laura no. Dern, Renee Zoeger. No. Are you, Adib, are you predicting any upsets there? <sighs> No, I mean, in my heart, I want Adam Driver to win, but I, I'm a, in my, I know that he's not going to. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of been ridiculous that the fact that it's been primarily these four people who have won during the entire award season. Mm -hmm. So, no. All right. So then for the sake of uh, longevity, we here at... Movies Abroad are predicting Laura Dern, Brad Pitt, Renee Zellweger, and Joaquin Phoenix. Like, they've won all year long. Are any of you guys predicting anybody but Sam Mendes to win Best Director? Nope. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Let's all agree. <laughs> okay, so we're all agreeing on that. So I'm, just, I'm writing this down because I can keep a tally on Sunday. All right, so with that out of the way, we'll save Best Picture. Then let's start where we should start, like at the bottom. And um, so sound editing. The nominees there are Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Star Wars. Adib, what's your prediction for sound editing? Yeah, well, I mean, the big question, honestly, is do, do the Academy members know what sound editing is? Because sound editing is, you know, 
the practical part, all the ADR, uh, the Foley, all of the sounds and dialogues on set and the editing mm-hmm. of it. Right. And mixing is the final mastering of it, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that when somebody, uh, when a bullet pa- passes uh, right next to a character in the film that it also sounds like it's right next to you. Like like so the scene it, in, in Ford versus Ferrari where Christian Bale shoots Matt Damon right in the face, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, yes, that's, that's yeah, that's the scene right? I'm t- thinking of. <laughs> I knew <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, well, funnily enough, uh, if if I were to go, I mean, which movie has uh, the most <laughs> the most sounds? <laughs> if I were to go, I guess uh, a, a movie like Ford v Ferrari would be my pick because okay. it has a lot of different uh, sound effects and uh, and cars, engines, and and dialogue. Um, and if you yeah. look through the so, history so, uh, of the Oscars, car movies tend to win in the sound okay. editing category. Can I have some examples? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you have any examples? Um, Sure, I can find them. Rush? Really Did Rush <laughs> win that year? That's the last car movie I could think of. Speed Racer? Let's Days look. of Thunder? There's no way that one. What are some good car movies, honestly? Are there any good car movies? Let's find out. I mean, to us, <laughs> at least. I mean, a, pl- plenty of people love Ford right. v Ferrari. Well, yeah, so. I was going to say, we would probably would not be putting <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari even in there. But well, let's I mean, just... so does 1917 have a shot at this? I All right, mean, is so, there... so Grand Prix in 1966 won. Okay. <laughs> Which is one. crazy because that movie in Europe is called Le Mans 66. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. 1966. I'm looking really quickly here. Is that um, right, uh, Adib? Is, it, is that yes, what it's that's called? Right. Posters? That's right. There. Is Robocop that's a, cool a car t- movie? Uh, <laughs> there is a car in it. Robocop is cool, though. <laughs> I like that movie. So that one. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, see, the thing is that when it comes to sound mixing, I believe that 1917 is uh, the best film. But... You know, usually the Academy kind of mixes these two categories together. So it's usually right. the same movie that wins both. Sure. Even though it doesn't Who really... Who won last uh, year? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, didn't that win? Yeah, uh, so so um, another car movie that won sound editing was Speed in 1994. Okay, I do like that movie. <laughs> so that's a good one. <laughs> and um, I'm still looking, I'm still looking... Mad Mad Max one you could kind of oh okay yeah that's a car movie that's a (laughs) car movie so yeah I don't yeah so I mean the the thing here is that's a tough one actually I mean there's two things here so typically they go hand in hand sound editing and sound mixing as Adib kind of explained the difference between the two but usually you're right the Oscars voters most of them don't know what the those categories mean so they're I think they typically pick. Um, the same movie for both. The only curiosity here is that in sound mixing, you've got Ad Astra, and in sound editing, you've got Star Wars. The rest of the nominees are the same on both sides. Um, I'm going with Ford versus Ferrari on both. Um, Adib, I, you said Ford versus Ferrari in editing. What's your pick for mixing? I would pick, uh, I mean, if, if I'm going to pick something different, I would pick 1917 because I think uh, it has uh, the superior sound mixing. Okay, so I'm putting, again, here, I'm a putting your name on ago. that. 
Yes, put my name on it. <laughs> I, uh, I rewatched the film a couple of days ago with my uh, dad. And I really noticed how great the sound mixing was because usually in these, you know, war movies or big blockbusters, whatever you want to call it, I can't hear what anybody is saying because there are so many effects and explosion and the mixing is so terrible. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, that's for all intents and purposes, uh, a one-shot movie. I could hear everything they said and, and all of the different uh, sound effects and explosions were so clear that uh, I was really uh, blown away by it. So if I worked for all my heart, I would pick 1917. Well, I hope you're right, because I think that'd be great and another great win for 1917. All right, Cole, what's your predictions? Oh, man, this one's actually really tough, because to me it's between Le Mans 66 and uh, 1917. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the thing with 1917 is I think about that scene where uh, that plane crashes and he's pumping that water and uh you know blake is off screen and then you just hear the ruckus but that's going on behind schofield and you can feel like it's behind you like Mm -hmm. it feels like it's behind you uh so to me that man my my cynical side says i'm just gonna go with ford v ferrari because people are bozos so i'm gonna go with that okay yeah that's Uh, what i'm doing all right so i am putting you on those all right so i'm gonna it doesn't seem like this would be the the next place to go, but sometimes these two sound awards influence film editing. And as people who watch the Oscars or have listened to me for the past couple of years know, sound edit I mean editing, film editing is very, very important. Now there's a curious statistic here. 1917 is not nominated for sound editing because they sold this movie as, you know, a one-shot movie, even though it's not. The The way 1917 was edited is even more complicated than a normal movie because you have to hide and tuck all the editing so you can't see it. Now, the last time this happened was Birdman, and Birdman did not get nominated for editing, as everybody knows, but as everybody also knows, it won Best Picture. So that was one of the other times where a movie was not nominated for editing but still won Best Picture because they do, some for some reason, influence each other. So... Can 1917 win Best Picture without an editing nomination here like Birdman did? Yes. And who else is going to win since 1917 uh, is not there? Um, the nominees here are Parasite, Joker, JoJo, Irishman, and Ford versus Ferrari. Adib, over to you first. What do you think is going to take the editing award and why? Uh, well, I mean, it, it, that, I mean you're, you're right that uh, – 1917 not being here, it kind of uh, muddles the water a bit. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, when uh, I'm going to, uh, I've, I've kind of noticed that throughout the years, when uh, when it's not, uh, you know, the best picture that's nominated for editing, it's usually something like a a well edited action movie. Like, for instance, I remember Born Ultimatum mm-hmm. winning uh, best film editing. Which uh, was kind of insane when you think about it, that a movie like that would win uh, uh, an Oscar, a technical Oscar like that. So I think that uh, Ford B. Ferrari is going to win because I, uh, okay. that's the most action heavy one. All right. Cole, what do you think is going to win editing? Well, I mean, you know, that year that you were talking about, um, 2014, the film year 2014, Ceremony 2015. And film year 2015, ceremony 2016 was were crazy years because you had Whiplash winning the Birdman the Birdman year, and then you also had 
uh, Mad Max winning the following year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so... And I, both I of those had Best Picture nominations. Just both of those did both have those Best had, Picture yeah. nominations, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I think I'm going to have to go with Ford v. Ferrari as well. I mean, I, I like to see Parasite win that. Uh, I think it does. that film has interesting editing, but it's got to be Ford v. Ferrari. All right, so the last time that the editing matched the Best Picture winner was 2012 with Argo. That was the last time it matched. So I am going to go out on a limb here and say that I think this is going to be one of the the surprises of the night and that Parasite's going to win this editing award. So I'm putting Cole and You really think so? I do. do, And I'll tell you why later. Um, So... So we've done sound editing, sound mixing, and editing, and Cole is predicting Ford versus Ferrari for all three of those. That hurts. <laughs> that, I hate that. That pisses me off. That pisses me off. I don't like that. I want to give Parasite, but I don't know. I don't have a reason for it to be Parasite. Say the nominees for me one more time. I'm going to stick with Ford v. Ferrari. Ford versus Six. Ferrari. The Irishman, and there's a whole lot of people saying that... Um, Jojo Rabbit? That Thelma Schoonmaker could win for the Irishman because she's won before. She's beloved. She won that big famous BAFTA thing uh, that Kate Blanchett gave her last year. Um, Jojo Rabbit, I think, has the least chance to win, honestly. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. And Parasite, yeah. I just so, don't know why JoJo would be nominated for editing. That's just really yeah, weird to me. Either. Same with costumes, but we'll get there in a second. So you're sticking with Ford versus Ferrari, right? <sighs> you're really rubbing it in. I, I'm pissed <laughs> because I like The Irishman a lot more than I like Ford v. Ferrari. I'm going to go with The Irishman, man. <laughs> Screw that. Yeah, I'm going with The Irishman. Yeah, right. I'm not – I just – I'm too spiteful. I'm too spiteful. Well, think of it this way. We have better chances now getting that – somebody getting that category correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. let's – I'm going to go Irishman. All right. All right. So on to – let's see. I'm going to go with – let's do song next. Do any of you guys think anybody but Harriet's going to win the, the song? Oh, Elton John. You think yeah, Elton John's going to win? Elton John's going to win. Elton John. Elton John for sure. So Cole and Adib. Because the consensus seems, for some reason, to have moved over to Harriet, which is what I'm going with. Because that puts an Oscar. Is Janelle Monae going to sing? Uh, no, Cynthia, Cynthia's going to sing it. Oh, she is? And she's a Best Actress nominee, and that'll be the only chance for them to give a person of color an Oscar. So. Right, okay, well. All right, so I'm going with Harriet, Cole, and Adib are doing Rocketman on Best Song. And we, we don't care about Best Song so much, we're just, talk, we're just calling it by the movies and not even the song. Um, production design. You got The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite for production design. That almost almost matches the editing, except you got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in there instead of Joker. I think Joker should have been there. So um, I'm going with 1917. Nobody can forget those flaming churches. Adib, what are you going with? Yeah, well, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I think it's uh, a competition between 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to pick 1917 again okay. uh, as well because uh, I think it's pretty impressive how they, they built everything. And it's, 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 it's tangible in a way that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood isn't. You know, even though they built uh, <laughs> a lot of streets and, and diners and whatnot, you really get to see everything in 1917 mm-hmm. all right colin what do you think are you gonna go with parasite uh, and, and the amazing house that a lot of people are going for or uh, i would 
I would love to. And you really can tell that that is still being talked about. Nobody's mm-hmm. talking about Hollywood. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least here. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why, but there's something to that. But, you know, I, I really remember something that you brought up several months ago, Dustin, about um, I was talking about, um, like, I love the production design in Marriage Story and I love the costumes in Marriage Story. And you were like, that's never going to happen. Are you crazy? <laughs> and I kind of think that was, I mean, I think Parasite, the production design is incredible. I mean, it's not just the house. I mean, it's everything right. really in that movie. I mean, but the house is the way to pitch it to voters. Mm-hmm. Um, but 1917, man, everything is created. How can you ever forget even like the way the barbed wire looked, the way the yeah. mud looked, mm-hmm. the way that those barracks look, the way that those trenches looked, excuse me. Um you know, I mean, that is all encompassing. And they've done such a good job at, you know, right before the movie's coming out, you would go to the theater and instead of a trailer for 1917, you'd see like this behind the scenes mini featurette, you know. So they yeah. made sure that everyone knew the work that went into 1917. Yeah, absolutely. So, all yeah, right, so, I mean, it's a tough category. It's a good category, honestly. So if, if anyone wins but 1917 in production design, we're going to be shocked. So I would like to see Parasite win. To be quite honest with you, um, I think Parasite is the second choice in that one. Same but, here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So hair and makeup. Um, you've got Megan Kelly, and you got everybody else. <laughs> Have you seen Bombshell, Adib? Yes, I've seen Bombshell. You like it? So I mean, uh, not particularly. Not particularly. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is there any way that anybody can beat as much um, that's been said about? The Megan Kelly makeup, the Shirley Theron stuff. I mean, it, there's that, five this year, right? There's five this year, yeah. Okay, S- Sam for me. Did you already Sam? I think I missed no, it. Well, I just said there's Megan Kelly and everybody else. So oh, it's okay, bomb, okay, it's okay. Bombshell, Joker, Judy, Maleficent, and 1917 again. I mean, it's between that. It's between Megan. It's between Bombshell and Joker. Wait, wait, so the, the the question you got to ask yourself here. Is that how often does a movie win here against other nominees that are also Best Picture nominees? So, for instance, in 2018, Vice won, was also nominated for Best Picture. Mm -hmm. 2017, Darkest Hour, also nominated for Best Picture, and ironically, the exact same guy that did the makeup for Bombshell. Mm -hmm. 2016, Suicide Squad won. Oh, right. But it was nominated against A Man Called Ove and Star Trek. So none of them were from Best Picture nominees. So that one doesn't count. Such a weird 2015, year. Mad Max won, nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. 2014, Grand Budapest Hotel won. I believe that was also nominated mm-hmm. for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. 2013 was Dallas Buyers Club. And I don't think that was nominated for Best Picture, right? Um, that's a good question, actually. I don't think it was, movie, but it was nominated against Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa and The Lone Ranger, also not nominated for Best Picture, so that one doesn't count. Mm-hmm. 2012 was Les Mis, Hitchcock, mm-hmm. and The Hobbit, and I can't remember whether mm-hmm. Les Mis was nominated or not. It doesn't matter. The other two were not. 2011, that's the one I wanted to get to. The, okay. Iron, the Iron Lady one... Right. Basically because it was Meryl Streep. I think mm-hmm. that's the kind of situation you're in here with Bombshell. But it was nominated against Albert Nobbs and Harry Potter, and none of those are nominated for Best Picture either, so that one doesn't count either. Well, Bombshell's a better movie than The Iron Lady is. It is, but my point my point of doing this, and I can keep going on and on and on, and I, I mean, I don't see any... Let's see. I don't see any on here. There's, there's, no, there's no way Bombshell's going so, down. There's no I, way. I don't think so either, but if... 
if it wins here, and again, like you pointed out, this is an expanded category. There's two more nominees than normal on all these that I'm reading. But it doesn't look like that a movie has ever won against another movie that was nominated for Best Picture. It does not look like that has ever. So that's 1917 that has the Best Picture nomination. Well, Joker does too. And Joker, right, right, right. So, I mean, the number two spot would be Joker, right? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. No one's going to remember the hair and makeup from 1917. I mean, you know, come on. Not compared to those two. I mean, I... I agree with you. I'm just saying, but there... You know, like people vote in the presidential election where they do the um, straight ticket. <laughs> you know, if they just love 1917, they're just going to go down through in 1917, 1917, 1917. So if Bomb Show wins, and again, I'd have to go through 90 years of history to see if this was accurate. Oh, but, at le- but at least in the last 20 years... No movie has won Best Makeup when it was nominated against a Best Picture nominee. The Best Picture nominated movie. You know what? I'm going Joker. I'm going Joker. (laughs) I'm going Joker. See how I convinced him there? (laughs) Well, it's a good case. It's a good case. And I think the hair and makeup from Joker is uh, is, – man, I don't know at the same time. Not only do you have Charlize, you have John Lithgow. So. And this award-winning guy that, you know, Char- it's the whole thing where Charlize Theron begged him to come back out of retirement and do the makeup. Right, I mean, right, I'm right. still putting Bombshell. I'm just – I just wanted to put those statistics out there that, you know, if Bombshell wins, this will be kind of a, a new precedent for that category. Well, man, now I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, you got to say because I got to put your, your, your CC. Just do, bomb- just do Bombshell. I, I've, I've been burned by going with my gut. Not going with my gut. Dave, I'm assuming you're going with Bombshell or are you going somewhere else? I'm going going with Bombshell. I mean, that's by far the most impressive uh, makeup and hairstyling. But but see, now this whole story that I just gave you makes that category a little bit more exciting. It makes no impression on me. (laughs) No no impression on you? I thought it might make it a bit more exciting. I'm trying to inject some excitement (laughs) into what could be a very boring (laughs) night. (laughs) All right. Here's a category I think there's some excitement in. Best costumes. You've got Joker. Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, The Irishman, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, you know, if you're if you do this normally, you look at the nominees and you're like, well, the costume drama, which would be Little Women in this case, always wins, right? I mean, how often does the costume drama prevail? And this is a category where it doesn't matter if it's nominated against um, a Best Picture nominee. But, thankfully, in Little Women's favor, it is a Best Picture nominee. So... Jojo Rabbit has been winning nonstop industry awards for the costume thing, surprisingly. I don't know why. Do you think the costumes are that amazing? No. And Jojo Rabbit? I don't either. Um, so is it gonna is this one that Jojo Rabbit's gonna pick up and show that it's stronger than we think it is? Or is it going to normally go to the I'm trying to get to the best to show how often the costume drama has won. So last year Black Panther won. So that's not normal because you would think Mary Queen of Scots or Mary Poppins or the favorite three costume dramas would win. But nope. They cast each other out. That's what I I guess so. (laughs) The year before that, it was Phantom Thread. The year before that, it was Fantastic Beasts. Mad Max before that. Grand Budapest. Great Gatsby. Anna Karenina. The Artist. Alice in Wonderland. The Young Victoria. The Duchess. Elizabeth Golden Age. Mary Antoinette. Memoirs of a Geisha. You get the trend. You know, it's always it's typically the costume drama. But JoJo has all the stats. So who wins? Is it 
Jojo or Little Women? Cole, you go first on this one. Oh, man. Um, I Look, it's hard for me to go against the guilds. I mean, I, who all gets to vote in this? Is it just costume people? No, for the winners, everybody votes on the winners. Okay. The whole 9,000 people. Oh, Lord. Right, right. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, you know, I think I'm going to have to go with... Because I, I, I don't really think Jojo Rabbit has... I'm, I have to go Little Women. I mean, yeah. I really do. That's but I, look, I don't know. I don't know because... You know, there, there's been so many reports that people don't want to watch Little Women, that guys don't mm. want to watch it. <laughs> but, of course, guys want to watch Jojo Rabbit. Of yeah, but yeah, like uh, that was one of the reasons me giving you the history. Do you think they were watching Mary Antoinette or The Golden Age or those? No. And, it, and it still won because you look at the category and you're like, oh, but I know they had the most costumes. Even it's if got, I didn't watch look, it. I'm, I'm not, I, I love Little Women. I'm going, I'm going with my heart. That's where, my, that's where, that movie has my heart. I'm going Little Women for sure. Yeah, I thought little I thought oh, little woman was gonna win before all the JoJo right. started winning the costume stuff, but I, it does seem to be a race between those two. All yeah. I think about with JoJo Rabbit is brown. I know, brown. me too. Mm-hmm. And red. <laughs> brown and red. That's it. So, Adib, so. Wh- which side are you falling on? Well, I'm I, honestly, I'm uh, I'm more inclined to pick something like uh, the Irishman. Honestly. Really? Okay. Because it, they have a costume from several decades, and uh, yep, it's true. It's all uh, if you're gonna choose a period drama, I guess there's your period drama to, from several decades. Uh, okay, I mean it's not Victorian times, but still. But yeah, I mean as as you uh, kind of uh, said already, Jojo uh, Rabbit has been has, in my opinion, too many nominations this year. So it kind of uh, I don't really know which way the Academy is going to go. But uh, for the sake of uh, differentiating our ballots, I'm going to pick the Irishman. Okay. All right. So um, so before we continue, I just want to make it known that most people are predicting the Irishman to go home with zero, but Cole is predicting editing, which means it would get one, and Thelma Schumacher is very popular, and you are now predicting costumes, which means it would get one. So you guys are in the Irishman's going to go home, not not go home empty-handed. With one. The, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Irishman's going to go home with one. But <laughs> I did think I did think it was um, it was going to go home empty-handed until I, I, I remembered that Thelma has been going around the past two weeks and been doing lots of Q&As. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. All right, uh, we're going to save the screenplay and best picture for last, since those are the most important. Visual effects. 1917 won at the BAFTA. There is a new surge of the most practical um, nominee winning against the all the other nominations, which in this case you've got 1917 against Star Wars, The Lion King, The Irishman, and Avengers. 1917 having the most subtle and practical visual effects of against its competitors. I'm going with 1917 since it won at the BAFTA and that it's another chance for it to pick up another award. Um, Adib, what are you saying for this? Yeah, I would pick 1917 as well. Okay. Cole? 1917. All right. That was easy. Cinematography. Is anybody pre- <laughs> predicting anybody but Roger Deakins to Just win? move along. Keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. Keep it moving. Yeah. All right. So 1917 for that one as well. Score. The assumed winner here is Hilder, who composed Joker. Mm-hmm. She would only be the third solo female to ever win this category if she wins. 
But there's a lot of love for Thomas Newman, who's never been nominated, never and he's the guy behind 1917. He's never the, been nominated? I mean, he's never won. He's never won. Okay. He's been nominated so, 14 times. 14 times. So he's the guy behind the movie that seems to have all the traction. So is this the one that it loses? Is this going to be... I, I mean, I don't think Little Women, Marriage Story, and Star Wars have a chance. It's between Joker and 1917. Does right. Hilder get it, or is it finally going to Star Wars, that's a great category. And there's some great scores in there. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't know if people... The thing is, is, you know, something that I've realized over the years is that Oscar voters are not as sophisticated as you would think. They're um, not. I don't think they're going to realize what um, the, the true achievement of sco- the score 1917 is. Probably um, not. So I think I'm going to go with Joker, personally, uh, to take it. But either way, it's a great thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. no matter who wins great that. scores. Yeah. No matter who um, wins, it's going to be amazing. But I do love the Little Women score. It's my personal favorite. But uh, the 1917 score is right there under it. It's great. So, I'm going to go with Joker, too, because Hilder has made so many public appearances and they've seen her win at different award shows. However... The Oscars make sure that aside from the acting categories, they do not put the names of the people in the technical categories, only the movie. So if those people are – they don't realize it's a female composer and they don't know who Hilder is, her name is not going to be on the ballot. It's just going to have the movies listed. So that could possibly work against her if, like I said before, you've got those people that are just going 1917, 1917, in every category. Um, I, I still think it's going to be Joker. I really do. I think people yeah. are going to remember that scene of him dancing in the bathroom. Yeah. People to, they, that's what they've been talking about in so many scenes. Like, like on the director's roundtable for The Hollywood Reporter, they talk about that. Todd Phillips has told that story of Joaquin doing that to that music so many times. And Joaquin uh, has publicly praised her during his acceptance yes. speeches. Yes, so I'm going to stick with with Adib, where are you going? Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm going to agree with you both, even though I, (laughs) like James, uh, believe 1917 is a superior score. Because, I mean, um, as as you've kind of uh, been hinting at at a bit, uh, the Academy isn't as sophisticated as uh, you might think. I mean, the strange thing is that the Academy, it's... I mean, if you think of uh, the members, it's incredibly diverse in that there are people like Tom Holland and Martin Scorsese in the Academy. I mean, you couldn't pick uh, two, uh, you know, working people who are more different uh, or in their approach to movie making. And they have to decide the best score. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I think Joker is going to be the winner because... uh, I mean, it's it's a woman. That's something that everybody can uh, rally behind, even those who don't really understand uh, what's a good good score or not. Yeah, and that will bring Joker's tally to two. Um, so uh, that leaves uh, international film. I don't think we even need to go over that. I mean, Parasite's going to get that. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're skipping the yeah. actor things because we've agreed with all those. So that brings us to the real fun categories, the screenplay categories. Let's start with maybe. The, the lesser suspenseful original screenplay. You've got Knives Out, not going to win at all, has no chance. Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. So the race appears to have boiled down to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino, versus Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. So 
it looked like Quentin was going to get his third Academy Award for screenplay. But then all of a sudden, because he wasn't nominated at the WGA, because he wasn't eligible, like he, he's never eligible for the WGA, um, Bong Joon-ho wins there. Oh, yeah, everybody's excited. You know, of course, he's the second choice. Then we get to the BAFTAs, and it's those two together, and they picked Parasite, and Quentin's there, and they picked Parasite. And so now it's like Parasite just keeps gaining this steam, this steam, this steam, and everybody's like, oh, you know what? Parasite really is more original than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Quentin's done this over and over and over and over. And so the general consensus now seems to be Parasite, and that's where I'm going with my prediction. What do you guys say? Who should go first? Go ahead, Adib. Okay, then I'll uh, I'll go first. Well, I mean, do do you think that the BAFTAs has affected anything at all? Because I mean, the deadline was like a day after the BAFTA. Do you think anybody has waited to cast their ballot until after the BAFTAs? I think it was probably always close. I think with these things, it's you never know what how much the influence is. But I mean, Quentin has put in a a lot of FaceTime at parties and award stuff, but then so has Bong Joon-ho, and everybody loves him. I mean, every time he walks into a room, I mean, even Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Bong Joon-ho was the person he ran across the room to meet at one of the parties. You know, people love him, and I love Parasite. I love everything. And it just feels like that Hollywood is kind of cooled, and Parasite's still on fire. So mm-hmm. I just think that um, this is going to be another win for Parasite, which... Honestly, the way I'm doing my predictions, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood only gets one, Brad Pitt. Okay. Well, I mean, you you, you can't underestimate uh, patriotism <laughs> when it comes to something like this. Uh, True. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of older people in the Academy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I, I think uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to win. Okay. Uh, it would be sensational if a Parasite won. Honestly, um, and I personally uh, think *Marriage Story* is uh, the best screenplay, but I don't think it has any chance of winning at all. Yeah, yeah I wished it would win that too. All right, Cole, what do you think? Why, you why don't you think it does anymore? I mean, I'm not picking *Marriage Story* to win, but why don't you, do you think people just are sick of it? I don't know. *Marriage Story* just kind of fell off. I don't know what happened to that. It's just—I mean, it's going to win. It's, it's also just going to win one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's my thing. Um, I always thought that Parasite is going to be an upset in one category. It's going to win one other big category. Um, so this is essentially, Parasite's essentially the get out of this year, pretty much. So I think this is going to be that one that it wins. Um, right. I think it's going to be the one where Bong goes on stage. He's going to say his thing. It's going to be great. Um, and I think that's what it is. Because the thing is... Um, the script for Parasite somehow is able to be pretty universal, you know? Mm. And I think that that's pretty incredible. And I think people do realize that, you know, that it is incredible that a movie like this is so palatable. So uh, I'm going to go with Parasite and that's going to be its one big um, upset. So, so just if you're keeping track, I predicted Parasite to upset in editing and screenplay. So just I'm you know making sure our, our listeners are keeping track of that. Okay, so okay. adapted screenplay is where the real drama is because mm-hmm. while you do have the two popes and Joker and the Irishman, whatever, you also have Jojo Rabbit and Little Women. So it comes down between Taika Waititi and Greta Gerwig. So it looked like because Greta won the scripter 
and that she was snug for best director, that the Ben Affleck effect was going to help her win here. Um, And that was the thinking until just like we were talking about before, all of a sudden Jojo comes back. Jojo's over here winning costumes at all these things. And now it's winning. It won the WGA. It won at BAFTA. And it's like, I I mean, what Cole said just a second ago, I think Jojo Rabbit is actually the get out. Because if you remember, it looked like Greta Gerwig was going to win for Lady Bird two years ago. And then it was Jordan Peele. He beat her. And it's like the same thing's going to happen here. It looked like she was going to win. And then all of a sudden, the other guy wins. So I think Jojo is going to get this. I think this is going to be the big award for Jojo. Mm. Yeah. Do do you personally think that JoJo is a better script? No, no of course not. No, <laughs> I, I mean honestly, no. I love Little Women and I love what she did. But the Two Popes is so amazing. I think it should be it should be either Little Women or the Two Popes. But whatever. Yeah, I would agree with that too, especially from a personal standpoint. But yeah, I think it's going to be uh, JoJo. It's just that's um, yeah. Now I think it's going to be JoJo Rabbit. Um, it would be cool if JoJo. Just one for Scarlet, and then just call it a night. But um, <laughs> that would yeah, be I the just, upset of the night it, if that it's happened. It's just crazy to me that I just, I was that, that was my top movie going into TIFF, like, like in, in terms of excitement. And man, I I think I saw it with you, Adib. I was just so mm-hmm. like, I mean, I still like it. I still think it's a good movie, but it was just so let down in a way. I'd some I just felt like it wasn't what I. Thought it was it, it didn't hit me like I wanted it. And to. some people, like I've talked to people this week that are just seeing it for the first time, and they love it. They don't just love it; they think it's the best movie in the last ten years. Like I talked to people, JoJo who, Rabbit. Yes, they just love it. They started tearing up when they were talking about it. Like there are people who love this movie. Dude, Taika, it's not even the best Taika Waititi movie in my. Opinion. I know, but they don't. Like, care. They haven't seen his other movies, and they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, whatever. Uh, maybe yeah. one day I'll find it to be a masterpiece. But <laughs> I, uh... So, Adib, where where are you landing on this one? Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of funny uh, just to, uh, you know, take a little detour here, James, that you say that uh, you've kind of soured on Jojo Rabbit because I remember when we walked out of the cinema that you walked out with a smile on your face and you were kind of uh, you really enjoyed it. And maybe it's just because uh, Tiff is such I... a drama and a tragic <laughs> heavy uh, film festival that something like that really uh, cheers you up uh, but i kind of find that uh, interesting that's uh, that your well, opinion has i, I still like the movie i still like the movie i still give it like a three and a half stars out of five sort of thing but i still am just like eh, like to me i just i don't know it just doesn't really stand out to me the way it stood out to so many other people. I still like the movie. Yeah. Um, I still enjoy it. I saw it with my significant other, and it was a really great experience. It was a real joyous thing. You know, it's a happy yeah, it's movie. Cute. The, it's, the a, ending, yeah, it's a cute movie. The ending's good, and the whole scene with Scarlet dancing is – that, to me, is what I think of with the movie is, mm. is her and, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, I go with JoJo on this one for sure. People love Taika. He's charming. He's got great – works the crowd great. I mean, he's new to a lot of Academy members. Uh, so, and, you know, yeah, I think it would be cool if he would want. He's a good dude. And look, he's been nominated before for, for short, for short, you know, years and years ago. So, I mean, he's not new to the Oscars, you know, but um, yeah. So, Adib, you're keeping us in suspense. Where are you landing? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, I mean, 
Jojo Rabbit, it's, it's such an uneven film that I, I can't really get myself to pick it as uh, <laughs> right. a screenplay. It, it, was, it just seems wrong. I mean, the, uh, there are so many characters that don't really make sense and the tone yeah. is all over the place. Uh, mm-hmm. I, don't know. I mean, I want to pick the two popes because just for the fact that they can make a conversation between uh, two old, boring guys <laughs> entertaining... <laughs> I mean, you really feel invested in it. I, that's that shouldn't be possible, honestly. Even uh, even people who are not religious uh, can uh, get into that film. So uh, I'm gonna pick the two posts because uh-huh. I mean, I can't get, I can't pick Jojo Rabbit. I can't. That would also. So that's two for you. Isn't that two for you? Up, you're predicting two upsets, right? What I guess the, so. What's the other one? That oh, you predicted. Um, wait, what was your other? Oh, you predicted Irishman in costumes. So yeah. if you get those right, I'm copying whatever you say next year. <laughs> if you were to get those right, I'm telling you, those are, well, those are some brave not. predictions. All right. So I think we – did I miss anything? I think we've done all the other stuff. So, um, so best picture. Cole, I'm going to let you go first for best picture. 1917. All right. Any explanation why? You, know, you, think, <laughs> you think it's obvious? I wanted to do like – yeah, I do. I do think it's obvious. Um, I've been going with the, you know, there's been so many splits with director and picture, um, you know, but I, I do think that this is just just a universal cinematic achievement. I, I don't think, you know, while a lot of critics, not a lot, but there's a handful of critics who are mixed on 1917. I don't think anybody in the Academy is mixed on 1917 in any sort of way. That movie's so, not going to offend anybody. It's not going, you know, it is just pure cinema at its finest. So uh, to be, let's, let's be clear here for, for our audience, because, you know, there's th- hundreds of thousands of people listening, that, sure. um, that you're predicting for the first time in a very long time the BAFTA winner to match the Oscar winner, because that yeah. doesn't normally happen. So that, just want to make sure that the, yeah. the, stake, the stakes are on the table. They're on the grill. Well, that's the stakes fine. are grilling. I'm... I'm confident in that. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm confident. In, um, okay. I mean, but look, hey, the crazier things have happened. Look at 1998. I mean, mm-hmm. look at 1998. If people need to remember, that was the year that Private Ryan was going to win, but also Shakespeare in Love won. But, I mean, you know, there was Forget a Forget 1998. The- Let's talk about La La Land and Moonlight, but we'll get to that well, in a second. <laughs> sure. But Adib- I'm just saying, I'm thinking about a war movie. War movie. That's I know. I, I hear you. I totally hear you. Uh, Adib, where do you land? Well, I'm going to go the nostalgia route. I mean, I'm going to go with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh! A movie about making movies. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> it's made for the Academy. Uh, but joking aside, I think uh, the best picture uh, 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 voting, it's not a democracy when it comes to that one. It's... Uh, this weird elimination race, and I think uh, this one is going to appeal to a lot of older people, and uh, everybody wants to <laughs> work with Tarantino on his last film, so they're going to pick this one. <laughs> All right, to, so uh, so for those who are keeping track, so Adib is predicting Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for Best Picture, and then he also has it for Original Screenplay, which that would make sense. That's a, that's a decent trajectory, and then Brad Pitt would also win. I'm trying to think of the last movie that did that, and it it escapes me, but um, that's not totally outside I mean, the realm probably, of possibility. Yeah, last the, year, last year, didn't uh, uh, 
uh, Green Book win screenplay supporting yeah, I actor right. film. You're exactly right. Yeah, it was last year. It got the three. You're you're exactly right. Those are the basically the same three. So you're you're going the Green Book route, which means you're also predicting the Critics Choice Awards, who picked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as their best picture, to match um, the Oscars. And the Critics Choice Awards loves to brag that they are the the most the 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 best predictor of the Oscars. So that's the route you're going. All right. So I'm going to go with, if you haven't already noticed, since I've been predicting these little little breadcrumbs along the way, I'm going to predict Parasite to win Best Picture, and here's why. I think the surprise in editing, that might be the hard... I, I feel way more confident in the screenplay nomination because he's got the WGA and he's now got the BAFTA on his side, and there's so many of the BAFTA voters that carry over for screenplay. The editing thing, if it doesn't win editing, I, I'll be a little bit worried but I, it could still happen without the editing win because it has the nomination. But I think that with the preferential ballot, because 1917 won at BAFTA on the prefer- uh, without a preferential ballot. They just pick one. So does Critics' Choice Awards. That's how Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won. I think that no one hates Parasite. There's no one that hates Parasite. And I think that's how Moonlight won because it looked like – I think 1917 is in the La La Land spot. And I think Parasite is in the Moonlight spot. And I think that Parasite will be the movie that finally is the first non-English language film to win the Best Picture at the Oscars, cracking and breaking the ceiling wide open for the future of any other movie that's foreign language, if it's good enough, to win. And I think there's so much love for Parasite. The fact that it won the Screen Actors Guild Award for Ensemble, the first time a a non-English language uh, cast has won that. I think that's a huge deal, especially when you consider that the um, SAG Awards um, and the actors are the largest voting body at the Academy. So that's my reason for picking Parasite for Best Picture, but I think it'll also pick up the editing and the original screenplay. So I'm kind of predicting the three and a national film um, that Adib's predicting just with a different movie. So there we are. So I, I wasn't expecting our Best Picture predictions to be... We got a, a decent chance there. That's like, what, one out of... It was like three or like 30, yeah, thirty-three point three percent chance that we are going to be right. <laughs> yes, and in the end, uh, Ford v Ferrari is going to win. <laughs> oh God, Cole, that Cole would be atrocious. We wouldn't hear from Cole for a week. <laughs> no, I would be. I would be living under a rock, crying. So that uh, so- I, I, I don't know. I mean, I like your reasoning. I think it's cool. I would love it if Parasite would win, just like I wanted Get Out to win. Yeah, you know, just mm. because it would be cool. But I just don't. I, I can't put my, I don't know. The Moonlight thing was crazy. I, I showed Erica the video. She goes, I knew it happened, but we watched the YouTube video of it. And she goes, I knew it happened. She's like, but even watching it, knowing what happened with Moonlight, she's like, that was one of the craziest things ever. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just it, it just feels like that year to me. It feels like that the, the, the love for Parasite is similar to the love that Moonlight had. That's what cool. I feel. It would be cool. I mean, I'm just playing it safe, to be quite honest. So there, I got burned. So, so right before we go, I know we got to go. Uh, what do you guys think about going back to Georgia Rabbit? There are people. There are people on Gold Derby, and you know, important people predicting not only Scarlett to win for supporting actress, but there are people also predicting Georgia Rabbit to come in and steal it at the last minute for Best Picture. For Best Picture, there are actual people on Gold Derby predicting that because they're going for the TIFF thing. Is that why? 
Well, th- they're using that as one of the reasoning, but they're just saying that this it's just this late steam at winning all these industry awards at the last minute, and nobody thought it would. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to put my personal feelings aside, and that's the hard part of this game. Um, I think I think if JoJo Rabbit won, then you'd have another Bohemian Rhapsody Green Book kind of scenario where you know it got low critical ratings. There's a lot of people that just downright don't like it, you know. Right. But it, it it if it if it were to win, it would be like that. It would be the Bohemian Green Book kind of scenario. No, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying. I don't it. really either. I don't. It. I don't either. I think it'll show up, and that's why I think it'll show. I think screenplay will be that. I mean, it could win screenplay and costumes, and then Little Women goes home empty-handed, because Little Women's only hope is to win um, costumes. And I, I would actually be fine for JoJo to win costumes if Greta could win screenplay. <laughs> I'd rather. Well, switch. yeah, me too. Well, me too. I mean, I, the only reason I went Little Women in costumes is because that was a time I allowed my personal favorite to uh, overcome that costume guild thing. Uh, when, you know, I mean, that's, that's going to be tough for to really, I don't know. I think that it's going to be tough to overcome that. And I think that more people like Jojo rabbit than that, but I'm just going to go with my, with my favorite. I just, I'm just playing the favorite. But then, then little women turned around and won at the BAFTA though for costumes. So, you know, that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. So I've got everything marked on my little tally sheet. So I will be. Uh, doing that, Adib, I can't remember your time thing. Are you going to be able to watch it, or do you have to watch it after the fact? I, I don't think. Uh, honestly, I don't think I want to keep up. It's going to be something <laughs> like. Uh, is it going to start around four a.m. here in Denmark? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so I'm probably <laughs> just going to see a recap when I get up in the morning. Okay, well, so when you, you get up in the morning, oh, man. I'll, I'll, I'll have your tally on on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> How many you got right? <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, we'll I'll, I'll we'll I'll shoot you messages, Facebook messages, and stuff like that as it's going on. And well, don't can, wake him uh, up. He might be asleep. Well, I don't think it. Well, look, it's gonna start at what six o'clock here? Seven o'clock? What is it? Seven o'clock. Yeah. Seven o'clock. Well, yeah, that's pretty yeah. dang late. So okay, <laughs> pretty late. All right. Well, so there we go. It's in the books. You can't change. That's stuff it now. for 2019. Thankfully, we can just move <laughs> it's on. Finally over. Yeah, mm. we'll see if we even want to mention what happened at the Oscars ne- on our next podcast. We well, may just, we'll pop, we we'll, may just we'll want to just ignore it week. and go right to the next thing. <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. Uh, all right, y'all. Well, uh, I uh, have some dogs who want some loving and some my, my tummy is rumbling. So, <laughs> all right, I'll talk to you guys on the flip side. Yes. All right, see y'all later. Y'all have a good night. Bye bye. All right, bye.